back. We are back. We are back. How you doing, Silver? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right, Steve. How are you? Have you been podcasting with someone else? No. Welcome I, back to the Unknown Order, folks. Uh, episode what up? Eight. Ocho. The Ocho. The Ocho. Episode eight. So, of course, this is Roku and Jeff Roku. Roku? Yeah. Avatar Roku? Yeah, Avatar Roku. He's eight. Watch Avatar The Last Airbender on the. If you don't have a Netflix, then uh, steal it from your friend. Hashtag not, hashtag not sponsored. Now, what what story? If we had a what, Netflix sponsorship, we would not be doing this. We'd be on Netflix. <laughs> we would have like a studio. We'd be on Netflix doing it, dude. That'd be pretty cool. We'd be able to interview the people we've been talking about. All right. So, so what's today, the story, today? The story is. Actually, I just realized this, but uh, this story took place, uh, it hit its 50th anniversary on uh, June 12th. So this story took place June 12, 1970, which was 50 years ago. Pretty cool. Uh, I didn't know June 12th right now. If I had known that, I would have done this pod for that date and we would have celebrated the day of planning. Oh, wow. So do you know in baseball what a no-hitter is? Uh, it's basically a game where nothing happens. Well, for one team, anyway, nothing happens. Oh, wait, isn't that, like, when both teams don't, don't do anything? No, that would be impossible. Uh, I'm sure there have been games like that. Yeah, the no-hitter is just, and there's people that are listening who do know, and they're going to be like, I know what this is. Well, I know you know what it is, but I got to explain to people who don't know. Like, Tover. So, a no-hitter is basically when one team does not allow their opponents to get any hits throughout a game, and they win the game in nine innings. Could be more than nine innings, but it's very hard. So... I mean, putting, like, isn't it, like, a game where, like, there's, like, a no-hitter on both sides? It's possible, but someone eventually has to win the game, which means somebody eventually has to get a hit. Although... Well, if they... What they ball the ball? What if they ball the ball to uh, to allow like, it's, a home? You run? know, it's possible that both teams could go in a whole game without getting a hit, and one team wins. If you if you walk the bases loaded and then walk a guy, then he comes in to score a run. So you still don't have any hits, but you have a run, yeah. which means you can win the yeah. game. I don't think that's ever yeah. happened, but it's always possible. That anything's it, possible. Possible. Mm, we don't have that sponsorship either. You could use and one. It's very hot. Bring it. Uh, so, please have me. <laughs> please don't. You can't even afford basic, basic Able? studio equipment. Um. So yeah, no hitter is pretty simple. It's don't allow. There, now there's a difference. There's a no hitter, and then there's a perfect game. A perfect game is when you don't allow any hits or any walks. No hits and no walks. Nobody gets on base at all, or even errors. I mean, it's basically... Like playing bowling. I know what a perfect game is. It's when you hit all the pins. Yeah, that's when all the players on the opposite team line up, and then you just throw a bowling ball at them. (laughs) 
And if you can manage to send all, if you can send all of them to the hospital, you you win and get a person. No, but they have to walk. They have to walk. They have to take the base. You hit them with the ball. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly what a perfect game is. That's a grand grand slam, but the great grandfather. Grand salami. So uh, it's basically if you if just a no hitter with you know if you walk somebody and it's it's just a no hitter even a no hitter is one of the greatest things you can accomplish as a pitcher. I mean that's something that's just it's there's a list I forget like how many in the history of the MLB have done it, but it's a pretty special list to be on. You know, it's one of those things you you hang on your mantle like wow I, I pitched a no hitter that's really hard to fucking do as a pitcher. Yeah. Because you also have to go a full nine innings, which pitchers don't normally do, especially nowadays. Yeah, you, the stop. yeah you, you, you start every fifth day, and if you have a good outing, you, it usually goes about six or seven innings, and then the bullpen comes in. So you have to pitch an entire game, which has become way less common in the um, recently. Uh, complete games, a guy you know pitches from inning one to inning nine is, is – super rare. I mean, it doesn't happen that often. It happens, but it's it's something it, just with modern conditioning and all that. I mean, guys guys used to pitch like 200, throw 200 pitches in a game, like back in like the early 1900s and such, because managers didn't give a shit. Like, you you go out there and pitch. You don't get taken out. What are you, a, a sissy? What are you, a fucking... <laughs> what, are you, what are you, suffering from fatigue? <laughs> yeah, right. You lack energy to stand there? Go. You're telling me to continuously launching a ball 100 miles per hour 200 times a game is is, is tiring? <laughs> what, back a, in, what a freaking sissy. Back in, back, in there. back in my day, we'd pitch until our, arms, our arm fell off, and then we'd pitch with our other arm. <laughs> so, the man that we're going to be focusing on today is a man that uh, eventually went on to pitch a no-hitter under some very interesting circumstances. His name was Doc Ellis, and he pitched his no-hitter on June 12, 1970. It was the only one of his career, which was a pretty long one from 1968 to 1979. Uh, He no-hit the team that was known as the San Diego Padres. They were only in their second year of existence. They are now the only professional sports team in San Diego. Goodbye, Chargers. Um, they were terrible because they were a new team. They were sixty-three and ninety. They, were they would go on to. Positive. They were they were fathers. They were all fathers. Yes. It was a team. If you weren't a father, you couldn't be on that team. They were too busy making dad jokes. Actually, the, the one of their nicknames, I, I believe, it's still their nickname. Is they're known as the Swinging Friars. And not swinging as in, you know, let me hook up with your wife. They have kind of swing. Pans? That's illegal. No, they they they, they had swing sets in the stadium, and they would just swing in their and monk robes. So hot, they would just get toasted. Exactly. Their their logo. They actually switched back to this logo recently. Their brown yellow color scheme with like a, a guy in like a monk a brown monk robe, and he's like swinging a bat. So it's actually kind of I actually like it. So. Good on your team name there. But I don't care about you today. Uh, Doc Ellis was a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were a decent team that year. They went on to finish 89-73, and 73, but would lose in the playoffs. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm sorry. I, I made a complete error 
uh, he did not just pitch this no hitter. He pitched a no hitter, but he happened yeah. to pitch it, according to him, high on a on acid. High on acid. On acid. <laughs> he pitched a no hitter while on acid. <laughs> Which I can tell you is now the the caveat I have to say here is that we don't know if this is true because he he's not like he went after the game and said I pitched this game on acid. <laughs> no, but it was like an interview, but not an it was, interview. It was many years later. It was um, 1984. He yeah. didn't tell anybody about it. So, and this and this happened in 1970s. This is, he didn't tell anybody for 14 years. So back in my day, I used to pitch on ass. As to, I mean, you, you, I mean, it was the seventies. The people just, all these guys were doing drugs, but they weren't doing drugs and then going out on the field. There's a difference. Smart. So we don't know if he actually did this or not. All of these accounts are basically from him, so we don't know if he's telling the truth. Because frankly, if you pitch a no hitter, you'd be like, oh yeah, I pitched it with a. a a dildo in my butt, like something, something ridiculous like that, you know? No, okay, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't say that. Maybe you would, you know? I, I, something I, more I likely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, so, uh, yes, like dildos and butts. Yeah, that's the, that's what you think about, ladies and gentlemen. The so, inner mind, the inner workings of this guy's mind. So the the game was in San Diego, and. uh Obviously, near San Diego is Los Angeles. And when you're a young guy, he was in his early 20s, obviously. Um, you want to, and you're near Los Angeles, you're going to party it up, of course. So he visited a friend uh, the day before his scheduled start. So this is a day before he's scheduled to go out on the mound, pitch, and be the starter. Uh, he drank, took some acid, lost track of the time. Uh, the next day, he woke up and he was like, well, I don't have to pitch until tomorrow, so I'll take some more acid. But remember, he has to pitch today, not uh, tomorrow. The old, old wake and bake. <laughs> Topher's wake classic. and bake. It sounds like a, a classic. It yeah. sounds like a, a insta waffle mix or something. <laughs> <laughs> but not like uh, when you decide to wake and bake, it's usually you usually don't want to do anything afterwards that that's your day you <laughs> exactly because he did he did he was like oh i don't have to pitch today i'm good i don't want to pitch till tomorrow well, nope well he took it around noon. so he took this hit around noon two hours later okay. he learned that he was supposed to pitch and he was like shit i would assume if this is real he said oh shit <laughs> oh shit so that's it like, I, probably, i'd be a little bit more dramatic but like, yeah but he's on acid oh jesus no He's on acid, so he's pink, probably like... Wait a minute, did this pink elephant just tell me I have to go, like, pitch a bowling hey, ball? Hey, dude, you're pitching on? today. Oh, shit. Thank you, flying pink elephant. So, uh, the game was... He got on a plane and a ride in San Diego 90 minutes before first pitch. So, he was on acid. He got on a plane, made it to San Diego from Los... Made it, made it to San Diego from Los Angeles on a flight. Um, for a game that started at 6 p.m. So he took acid at noon, and he had to pitch at a game that started at 6. And he just got off a plane yeah. ride while on acid. Dude, that's a long flight. So uh, it's, it's not it's not a super long flight. 
uh, San Diego and LA are pretty close. Um, you could probably dr- make the drive, but of course he's like, oh, I well, I mean, they're now. Yeah. And I'm on acid, so I can't really do much. <laughs> Shit, I better, um, get, I better get a ticket. Shit. Why is this ticket like a monkey's, a monkey claw? Wait, Do I this make wishes a, with this? This isn't a ticket. This is a this is a hummingbird with the head of Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson isn't Dude, famous yet. This this isn't this isn't um. He was so high on acid, he predicted the the career of Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, this is before. This is before. I, I don't know. If this was the Jackson Five, maybe. I don't know. I don't know that much about Michael Jackson, but except all the bad stuff. So anyway, the Padres were, like I guess, they're a bad team. At this point, they're nine games under, and they're bad, so nobody gave a shit. The Pirates it. were the Pirates were a team that went to the playoffs eventually. They only won eighty nine games, and at this point, they had uh, one. They were one game under five hundred, so they they were, they had a losing record, but only by one game. So. The June is is not like panic time. You got to win games, but it's kind of when you got to start like really figuring shit out if you're if you haven't already. So yeah, um, it's like in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, the season usually starts at least when you're not in the COVID times. It starts around like like April, late March sometimes. Yeah. Um. Nice. So he gets to the game. He he gets in, he gets on pitcher's mound. He starts pitching. Uh, one of the first issue, issues he could tell was that he could not feel the baseball. You need to feel the baseball in order to know what kind oh, of pitch oh, you're going to I, I assess that from my basic <laughs> knowledge. I'm not that stupid. So, well. <laughs> now, I know you pitch to your feet, right? Sometimes. Only when you're throwing a football. Only when you're on acid. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, o'clock and, it's o'clock at night. So... You could also not see his catcher. So he can't feel the ball and he can't see the catcher. Those are two pretty important things for a pitcher. Now, I don't know which one's more important than the other, but I think I would be worried about both things. It's like if you were driving and you couldn't see your steering wheel and you couldn't see out the windshield. I think and also, a, I you think got the gas and the brake pedals the mixed up, and, and, and you're not even and you're not even in a car. You're in a cardboard box. And like, I, I can't add any more to <laughs> the cardboard box. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so, his problems persist. Uh, his, his quote was: "I started having a crazy idea in the fourth inning that Richard Nixon was the home plate umpire." Now, of course, he was the president at this time, so that makes sense. Yeah, You're like, out. To me, it's a little bit more random. Oh. Yeah, I can't imagine this as anything else with uh, Futurama. Yeah, that's that's like, you know, for a show that came out like a couple years after he died, that was that's his last thing. That's one of his lasting legacies, aside from Watergate. Um, yeah. So you're pitching to. Uh, a home plate umpire that is the current president of the United States, while the batter was to him, he thought it was Jimi Hendrix, who was holding his guitar and swinging it like a bat. But what if he hits Richard Nixon? That'd be pretty tragic. Take your racer. <laughs> Jim. So yeah. So he thought he was pitching to Jimi Hendrix, who of course was a 
very well-known guitarist. I'm sure you've heard of him. Who was swinging oh, yeah. his guitar as a bat? You should have James for this. He'd, he'd, he'd love this. Like a guitar is a bat. I don't even know what baseball is. Oh, it was a wooden bat. Um, I don't. I, I don't. It might have been a wooden guitar. In his, I mean, it, would it be a metal guitar? Like, was when was a metal guitar? I mean, you can't use like aluminum bats because how. They're lightweight, and if a batter had one, he would crush it into the stratosphere every single time. Um, so I would assume this would be a wooden guitar to go with MLB regulations. Yeah, like Jimi Hendrix. So. I, I, I th- that's a proper. Uh, if baseball were to regulate your hallucinations on acid, that is, they should. Um, also, he remembers diving out of the way of a ball. I thought it was a line drive. I jumped, but the ball wasn't hit hard and never reached me. So imagine, oh, yeah. like, you ever seen like a guy uh, like like hit like yeah? What's up, guy? Oh, uh, when was when did this take place again? Uh, June twelfth, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Oh yes, yeah. The metal guitar was invented. <laughs> we must discuss the history of the metal guitar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious that the metal guitar was... Dude, we already said he hallucinated Michael Jackson in the future. He obviously could have hallucinated a metal guitar if there wasn't, if they weren't really that popular yet. But they were. They they definitely were. Because I think they were probably in, like, the 50s, I would think. But... Anyway, what was this man's thought process? Let's... Uh, he <laughs> dove out of the way of a ball that wasn't hit hard and wasn't hit towards him. Which, the the, the, mo- the most tragic thing about this game is that we don't have video footage of it. We have, like, snippets. There was a documentary about this called A Documentary, spelled like his name, which is D-O-C-K, which is kind of funny. It's all about this game and about the guy himself, and I'll explain later. He was actually a pretty interesting guy, but um, we don't have like a full beginning-to-end broadcast. MLB probably has it in their archives. I don't know why they haven't released it, because it's a no-hitter. It's a pretty significant game. So we don't, it's not like you can go back and watch. Like, the clips you can find, I mean, it doesn't look like he's on acid, but you've only seen a handful of pitches. You don't know, like, whatever else he's doing in the game, you know? Maybe he was good at masking. Yeah. At the moment, we don't have full game footage. Hopefully someday we will. Maybe when we get a cool commissioner, he'll be like, cool, I'll let you guys have it. So, um... It wasn't a very particularly clean no-hitter. He uh, he walked eight people, eight, um, and struck out six. Uh, usually, and hey, it still it still counts as a no-hitter. But um, you know, it, you see, I mean, walking eight guys in any situation is um. Not good. Even if you win the game, it's like, damn, you, 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 your control was that bad that you, you walked eight guys? Like, what the hell? I mean, that many guys at once can be a real count. <laughs> at once? I, I, I have, I, I have, like, some history. Eight guys at once. Why are eight guys batting at once? Um, I mean, you know, if eight guys line up off the bat, you know, I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta do that. Well, 
maybe it's because he was having such success against them that they were like, shit, we gotta try something else. Let's put eight guys in at once. Surely one of us can get a hit. It did not work. They were all walked. He batted through all eight of them. They lined up in a row and they gave uh, a slider. Like, I, I don't know what kind of pitch was working. Yeah, I don't think we have a description of like his pitches because, again, we don't even have video footage of the game. But, um, You know, that actually, that statistic of eight walks, actually, if you were to make an argument that, yes, he was on, this was a game, he, he was on acid, and he said he couldn't feel the ball and couldn't see his catcher, that would make sense because he walked eight guys. He couldn't see the strike, you know, his strike zone was blurry. He couldn't see it right. He couldn't feel the ball right. He didn't have great command. But you could also say that he used it as an excuse to explain why he walked eight guys if he was on acid. So you can make an argument either way. Yes, you can. And uh, so that's kind of the one thing that's like frustrating about the story is that we just don't know if it happened. It's just I want it to be true because it's amazing. Because I mean, he admits it. I don't know why he would just say that. Yeah, but I mean, he, he admitted it years later when there was no repercussions when he was retired, you know? Like, there was nothing the MLB could do to him at that point, so he could he could admit it. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, and, or you could just try to glorify something that was already a great achievement in his career. Um, Just like, just try to give it like a little bit more, you know, focus so people can talk about it in 2020. Yeah, but but he was an interesting character, though. I mean, so it does make sense either way. If he actually did pitch the game on acid or he made it up, it would have made it fit the guy because um, he 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 had a pretty he had a lot of moments in his career. He once purposely hit um, the Cincinnati Reds batters in 1973. He hit three out of the first five, and he threw over the heads of the other two in order to intimidate them. Isn't that like, isn't that like a legal event? Uh, yeah, you, 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 it's not. I guess if you, if you can get, if you can get away with it, I mean, nowadays it's, it's a bit stricter. If you hit that many guys right away, you'd probably be thrown out of the game. Um, because you're hitting guys on purpose at that point. Yeah, like after like three or four guys, like getting hit, like pelted with balls. Well, he hit three of them, and then he threw over the heads of the other two. When you throw over the head of a guy, usually it means you're doing it on purpose. Usually. Yeah. As an act of intimidation, or as an act of, like, you watch it, buddy, or, or I'll hit you. just being an asshole. Yeah, you could say that. You could say he, he may may or may not have been an asshole. I'm Back in these you. days, I mean, pitchers did, I think, a little bit more of that. I mean, they do it sometimes now, too, where they throw, like, really close to you to, like, you know, watch it, buddy. I'm going to give you that heat, you know? Watch it, pal. Depends on the pitcher, of course. Um, he was uh, very uh, outsp- he was very outspoken in other moments of his career, very outspoken about civil rights in baseball, about, you know, black play. He was a black man, so black players in baseball. Um after his career, he even sobered up and helped others do the same. He helped, you know, he became a motivational speaker and he helped uh, people sober up. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. Um, as for on-field success in his career, he won the World Series with the Pirates in 1971. So the year after this one right now, because I said they lost in the playoffs, they won the next year. 
uh, and he made an appearance with the Yankees in 1976, uh, but they didn't win. Uh, he started the 1971 All-Star Game, which is the only one of his career. Uh, only made it once. Opposite Oakland's Vita Blue, which is a name, uh, the first time two pitchers, pitchers of color had ever started the All-Star Game. He pitched for five different teams and died in 2008 at the age of 63. Age of what? 63. He wasn't. He wasn't extremely Damn. old. Only six. You know. He only needed six more. God damn it! That, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. But you know what's also fucked up? People dying. But you know what we're talking about? True, he did die, and maybe the guys that he pitched to also died. I don't really know. But R.I.P. to them, unless they were assholes, then not. But you get the point. I'm not going to tell you about every guy he faced in that game. You know, like not everybody's not. Some people are just. So that's the story of. I mean, I guess it's always possible. Flips it upside down. (laughs) (laughs) His life was flipped upside down if he was on acid for a baseball game. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty uh, bonkers. Like, like you know, fucking just pitching to Richard. Pitching. Well, I mean, Nixon was the umpire, so he was calling the balls and strikes. He's like, one. You're out, <laughs> That would have made the game more entertaining, to be honest. Uh, I think if I heard that, any, if I heard that out loud, I'd laugh like I just. <laughs> and of course, if you were at that game and you saw him like dive out of the way of a pitch that was nowhere near him, you got to be like, "What the hell is he doing? What's he doing? Is this dude on acid? Like, the fuck is he doing? Like, my is this dude on acid? I'd say, I'd, I'd say that joker. Like, guy figures like, it out right away. I know, like, I feel like I'm in that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme when he's like pointing at the TV. I'm like, when yes, when you see that exactly. He's on acid. Yeah. I knew it. I mean, TV's back then. If you were happen to be watching this on TV, there's no way you'd be able to spot, spot any details. It's 1970. Those TVs were ass, pure ass. Yeah. I meant I was at the game, though. I mean, the only person that probably knew he was pitching on acid, if this story is true, was the buddy that he was hanging out with, who told him that he's got to pitch a game in a couple hours. So he was like, oh, shit, he's pitching on acid. I got to watch this game. (laughs) And I guess it's always possible that that someone else pitched. Like, there's so many crazy stories of, like, guys who pitched in – insane circumstances in like the early 1900s early 1900s late 1800s baseball is like it's like the wild west it's like there were no rules excuse you sorry sorry uh yeah um so i guess i can't rule it out that he was the only guy to ever pitch a game uh in mlb history on acid and but I, I can safely bet that, that it was probably the only no-hitter ever pitched while under the influence. If he actually was on acid, which we will never know because he is now deceased, sadly. And, of course, being, you know, he didn't reveal this until 1984. This was 14 years after his career ended. So we don't really know and we never will. And there weren't really drug testing in a major way back then. At least not until like the 80s. And even then, guys eventually stuck steroids in the 90s. And 
there was a big home run boom in like the late 90s and early 2000s and there was like shitloads of home runs you know mark mcguire and um barry bonds just hitting 70 home runs a year jerry mcguire Je- no no lizzie mcguire was that a, was that her name I'm not good with the early 2000s Disney shows. I think it was Lizzie McGuire. I don't care for Disney. <laughs> so that's the story of Doc Ellis, the perhaps only pitcher ever to pitch a game on acid and pitch a no-hitter. Mind you, the team he was pitching to was terrible, but still it's a good achievement. Wow, that's a real, that's a really calling them out there. They were terrible. They almost lost 100 games that year. I mean, you know, you don't have to. They were a brand new team. Oh, fun fact. The San Diego Padres franchise, which is still around, of course, founded in 1969. Nice. They uh, they never, they have never had a pitcher pitch a no-hitter for them. So they are the only franchise in all of MLB to never have a pitcher Pitch a no hitter for them, which is pretty rare. Pretty rare. So, but they did have a guy pitch a no hitter to them while he was on acid. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just heard the story. They're one of those sad franchises that haven't really won much, but they have nice uniforms now, so they got something to look forward to. And that's it. That's our story. What'd you think? Sure. Well, that's always pretty interesting. Oh, I, I really enjoyed the I really enjoyed the fact that like there were drugs involved. I don't know. I, I, don't I enjoyed the fact. fact that there were drugs involved. Can you I choose more cool. stories that involve drugs? And like you know, like there was a twist in the end where like I already knew that he pitched a perfect game, but he, uh, you know, I knew like and, and then there was like drama like he had to dodge that random ball and no nobody saw coming. It was good. Nobody saw coming. Not even him. Can you imagine his catcher in that scenario where it's like the ball like dribbles out like like it's hitting it's like an easy out and he's like, dude, what the dude, you you good? <laughs> Richard Nixon, <laughs> why are you talking to me? <laughs> See, I want I want this scenario expanded. Like every guy on the field was Richard Nixon. <laughs> Everywhere, even the fans in the stands, even the short short stuff, even the cheerleaders were Richard Nixon. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> whoa, T. Whoa, E. Whoa, E. Something like that. <laughs> That'd be a bad acid trip. <laughs> I fucking freak out. Very, that. very bad. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So, what? that was episode eight of The Unknown Quarter. We'll be back the week after next week with episode nine. Thank you for listening. Please leave a like and subscribe if you enjoyed. I know I know you know how to do those things, and I know you will do those things unprompted to or not, but I feel like I have to tell you because... But we, we, we will put a link in the description of how to subscribe. We will leave a tutorial. <laughs> because obviously people haven't been subscribing, so they must need to know... They must not know how. It's the only explanation. Uh, obviously. And please share. Of course, please check out our social medias at... Philosophy Pod on Twitter and Philosophy Podcast on Facebook. I am Ant. He was Tover. Don't do drugs and pitch a baseball game. Just do drugs in the safety of your house. 
Yeah, with a person. Do one with... or the other. Do never do both. Just Don't do, do both. And make sure to have a person with you when you do your drugs. Goodbye, everybody.